Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bar, bar Friends, Friends Forever. Forever. I'm Susie. I'm Kina. And we're your bar friends. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> our spooky intro for the spooky season yes we are in the beginning of october yep not quite when we're recording this it's the end I mean, of it's, september it's but tomorrow yeah we're there yeah um what day of the week is halloween this year do you know it's tuesday we will see you on that tuesday kids Fuck. we've got a special release coming your way that sucks though i mean for the actual day of does it mean people will be celebrating they'll go the weekend, the weekend before. before yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. snatch never really gets a big halloween crowd i don't, you don't feel like <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if, if they'll be doing the big west hollywood celebrations parade did they uh-huh. not have the parade last year i don't year? remember last year but obviously with there was like a lot of violence and then there were the covid years yeah but i bet it'll be back in some capacity but probably just a little tamer yeah i think they did last year i'm not positive but yeah i think it's just a different beast now for sure after everything yeah but we have a spread out here i've got some trader joe's uh sour bats and cats oh they're sour yeah i made pumpkin cream cheese muffins we're gonna take a taste of are we going to do another taste test? Shall we do a taste test? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's leave that toward the end. Okay, cool. We'll get to these at the end. So it's spooky season. We're excited. There mm-hmm. is a crispness in the air that we have been waiting for after this summer heat. Yeah, like a crisp 67. Yeah. we're. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing boots. Kina's still in a skirt, but she does have on boots. Yeah. We're going to see a concert tonight called uh, Maisie Peters, The Good Witch Comes to North America. So we are in the theme of spooky season right now. We're starting. Yeah. And there's, you know, fall weather. Football season is here, baby. (laughs) Kina's not as excited as I am. I like to go to places that show football games. And drink the beer. Yeah. And meet the (laughs) men. (laughs) So we're excited for that. Um, I'm a huge football fan. Recently, that guy I'm seeing uh, this week was like, he's like, oh, and I'm watching TNF. And uh, and then he goes, Thursday night football. (laughs) And I go, is it called TNF? I've never. <laughs> That's the abbreviation. And I go, thanks for, wow, where did you learn how to mansplain so efficiently? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I learned something right now. You That's... wouldn't have known, but no. I watch football every week. So you know religiously. TNF. Yes, yeah. I know what TNF is. Is it like TNF, SNF, yes. MNF? Yeah, so then I sent him a screenshot oh. today of SNF and I said, can you help? I don't know what this is. <laughs> please help me please help (laughs) anyway so on the subject of football Mm -hmm. there's a big stir going on in the media right now that we have to talk about as Swifties diehard Swifties don't judge us don't turn off the pod more so than me but yes yeah um we got to talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I think we were actually sitting right here on this couch last week recording the pod. Yes. When it was starting to pop off of like yeah. all over Instagram. Yeah. And yeah. I, uh, the guy I'm texting sent me a, an article and I was like, what? Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And 
Kina and uh, Eric, the guy we were interviewing, were like, get on the internet. Like, <laughs> get online, bitch. I'm like, I'm not on the internet. So yeah. this is news to me. I have to get your take on it. What do we think? What's your prediction? How do you feel? What's your read? Well, first of all, before the prediction, as someone who spends a lot of time on the internet, it was kind of stirring around last week, right? And it was such a lame story about yeah. how he like asked her out or whatever like I don't know the forum or the channel in which he asked her out but yeah it was so cringy it was yeah, like it's the most so embarrassing thing I've ever heard I know the story I'll tell it real quick I think everybody probably knows but go ahead okay yeah so if you don't if you're not on the internet like me I did some googling after I guess he went to her concert was butthurt in his words that he didn't get to meet her because he wanted to give her a friendship bracelet with his right. number on it and I think he was implying his phone number, not his uh, jersey number. Yeah, I took it his phone number. Yeah, so um, then somehow her people got his people and he she got invited to the, the that's, Chiefs game. That's the thing that I don't understand is like, is, is he important enough to get to Taylor's people? I guess so. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is a huge name in football. Yeah, um, I, even I know that. Yeah. But um, anyway, so... The whole story was just so cringy and it was like, it was very cringe. Sure, sure, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. sure Jan. So She's going to show up. Yeah. What's your read, though? Um, my read is that they're having fun and stayed up taking shots and making out and good for them. And I think it's probably, he'll, of course, he's going to go along for the ride, but she's probably just trying to repair her image a little bit and mm -hmm. have fun with the country's quarterback. I don't think he's a quarterback, but you know what <laughs> I mean. Not. Uh, my read is I think it's all PR. Exactly. I, I think her PR team works harder than the devil. Yeah. Um, I think after the whole Maddie Healy incident, yeah. she's just trying to be like, hey, what's the most vanilla American thing I can do right now? Go to a football game and like date the player. A stupid guy. Yeah, with a stupid guy. That was my point. Yeah. I was like, he is way too dumb for her. For sure. If anyone who's listening doesn't um, kind of follow Taylor Swift she is like she's a genius let's let's get serious you can't turn this into a Taylor Swift okay, podcast but she's a very smart woman she's also very calculated very calculated her PR team is very calculated and I think um, I think yeah she's just going for for the um, the optics of it I get that but part of me thinks where is the Taylor Swift that didn't care about the media for years and years, didn't care about her She's reputation? Gone. Yeah. Now she cares too much. Like uh, it just yeah. it's a little sus. I think she um she's terrified to fall off that pedestal again. Yeah. And I think she'll do anything to keep that crown. Yeah, so. like Beyonce's tour was getting too much coverage. She mm -hmm. had to get in there and, and go to a a game yeah. in Kansas City. And you d don't forget, she has a whole nother leg of the tour in like a year, which by the way, I have I tickets know. to. So I think she has to keep the momentum alive, keep her na name I in mean, the spotlight. I mean, she doesn't, but she's yeah. choosing to. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my read. I, I think we'll see. Um, when I said, um, when I said, I think he's too dumb for her. Uh, the guy I'm dating said, well, I think it's always good for the woman to be a little smarter oh, than the man. Oh, 100%. It's also better if the man loves the woman more than she loves him. Perfect, yeah. So she's got the upper hand for sure. Yeah, so this guy got points for that, for sure. I'm like, Yeah, I like and he response. doesn't mind being the dum-dum. It's just, <laughs> uh, I didn't mean the guy you're dating. I yeah, he could be the dum-dum, too. <laughs> you said it, I didn't, so... <laughs> Well, how was your week? 
Tell me. It was pretty good. It was pretty boring. Um, I've just been a Pilates goddess. I've mm-hmm. decided I have a crush on a um, man who I think is straight who goes to my Pilates yes. class. So yesterday I even like, you know, put on a little makeup before oh. class, which is not the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't there. So that okay. was disappointing. Waste. Yeah. But I texted you about this and I signed up yesterday. There's a wine bar across the street from my house, like a really nice wine bar an Italian restaurant and they're doing something starting I think the second week of October where it's six weeks of Italian conversational Italian lessons mm. um on Ciao, Wednesdays. Madonna. Uh, I mean I went to Italy this summer and like I couldn't operate like I think I started <laughs> speaking Spanish to them I'm not kidding yeah yeah, yeah. um Grazie. Aperol Spritz. That was it. I just said Aperol Spritz, grazie, grazie, and like ran away everywhere I was. Um, and so I'm going to start doing that. And the the best part is it's at the wine bar. So every every lesson comes with wine and snacks. And, you know, maybe I'll meet someone, Susie. Amazing. Maybe another loser who signs up to do Italian classes I alone. Did, yeah, I'm coming. So no losers <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm coming to this. And then our last class, and I like that it's on a Wednesday too, because just get me through the week, you yeah, know, it's across day. the street. Like it's going to be so easy after working from Perfect. home. And then the last, um, the last week of it is a couple, like a week or so before Thanksgiving, and it's going to be a big like pasta feast from the restaurant. Oh, amazing! And this is a very good, very expensive restaurant, so I'm excited. It's a very good. It's a chef's kiss. Uh, it's an aperol spritz. <laughs> it's a buongiorno, a, pi- a pinch of pasta. It's a bon appetit. It's a buongiorno. <laughs> uh, so maybe I'll start incorporating, you know, like Italian slang. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I hope not, but that's exciting. And also, I. I think both of us are trying to do different things as opposed to just like sitting on our couch, like housing wine alone Mm -hmm. or going to bars and getting blacked out, even though that's like the whole premise of this podcast. No (laughs) more housing wine alone. No more going to bars and blacking out. We're European ladies now. We eat a baguette. We have a Mm -hmm. champagne and we do not black out. (laughs) Not this week. Not this week anyway. Yeah. All right. What about your week? My week was rough. I worked four days in a row. I really got nothing to say. My body's broken. Been hanging upside down on that inversion table a lot. Whoa. Sorry, there was some construction going on next door. We're going to go yell at them in our, Hello, Sarah, when will it be finished? Scusi, scusi. Scusi. A DiGiorno goes in the oven. 356 degrees. Um, anywho, uh, my week was um, rough. Like I said, four days in a row is not for mama anymore. I'm too old for this shit. Um, one thing I told my dad once, though, is like <clears throat> people are sometimes like, why do you do this as a job? And I'm like, you know what? I'm halfway in retirement. I got one foot in retirement yeah. at this point. It's like I do four days in a row. I break my body and then I got four days off in a row now. You have four days off? Yeah. So I get to just relax. I'm on you a were, mini vacation. You were off yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Today. Yep. Tomorrow. And Monday. Are you fucking kidding me? I had to work five days in a row. <laughs> yeah. And because my boss, who's fine, who's seemingly fine, by the way, um, she is on EST. And now I regularly have meetings that start at 7 a.m. Oh, shit. So, like, for me to be able to, like, 
function as a human being. I need to be up. I need to have had coffee. I need to. So what time are you waking up? On those days, I'm waking up at like 530. Oh, Lord. Because then I kind of got to lay around for a minute and like think about how I yeah. hate my life. Mm-hmm. And then I put Just on the coffee. Just wallow a little. Yeah. Have a little existential crisis. Exactly. And then the coffee goes on at six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. Yeah. No, I get it. I get um, it. And then, you know, I put on a fresh pair of sweatpants yeah. and like a little <laughs> bit of a face so that I look like I'm with it. And I start a 7 a.m. meeting. Yeah. Wild. It fucking blows. Yeah. That sounds like no fun at all. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm in retirement getting ready to practice my Italiano. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'll be drinking the wine like a European lady in my retirement four days. Loving it. I'm jealous. I need the four day work week. Yeah. right so in brainstorming this episode we're thinking spooky season we want to give you guys a little content coming into fall and we thought you know this is a stretch but yeah this is a real stretch (laughs) (laughs) autumn in new york baby let's talk about it um there's nothing like autumn in new york the crisp weather the leaves changing halloween in new york is such a thing so we both lived in new york at separate times in our lives Mm -hmm. and we were like thinking what's your greatest most new york drunk story okay so my story didn't exactly take place in autumn but it was it was actually this exact time so it was the last couple weeks of september which is just such a beautiful time in new york um and i worked with one of my closest friends michelle Mm -hmm. Uh, michelle and i both lived in brooklyn and we worked in soho in lower manhattan and so it was a friday and michelle and i went through this phase where we biked to work together every day. Super healthy. She has a bike, I had city bike, and like we just did it, it was just a thing. So we would meet for, uh, meet in the morning, bike across the Brooklyn Bridge, very iconic New York, Yeah. go to work, and then whatever. Like usually I would take the subway home or maybe we would bike home. So on this particular Friday, Michelle didn't take city bike, she had her own bike and bike to the office and we had a work happy hour. Okay. Um, So first of all, poor decision making on yeah. Michelle's part why mm-hmm. are you bringing your bike to the office now listen let me interject I ride a bike around now I don't have a car yeah um, you would be shocked how hard it is to ride a bike when you're drunk I'm seeing no I'm not hard. shocked I grew up riding bikes drunk that yeah. was like <laughs> all I did <laughs> yeah but yeah it's like your coordination is it's the once you're on you can kind of like still stay on but yeah I can see how people could get a DUI like it's the getting For on sure. and the balancing and the it's the getting balancing going. it's the yeah. balancing yeah I've definitely ate it on a bike many times the good thing about a city bike though is they're so fucking sturdy. Like, yeah, sure, if you're hit by a cab, you yeah. really be <laughs> fucked up. You might be But, dead. like, it's very heavy. It's very sturdy. It's, like, it feels like training wheels almost. Yeah. So it's a happy hour, and I'm thinking, Michelle, leave the bike in the office. Like, it was a beautiful office. We had actually, like, a bike room that people could, like, walk oh. their bikes because a lot of people commuted by bike. That's nice. So we had to go to this happy hour that's essentially in Midtown, in Koreatown. We were going for Korean barbecue. Um, So I'm trying to convince her to leave the bike in the office. And she says, no, let's just bike there. We'll meet all the guys. And our team, for the most part, was all guys. I think we had one other female coworker. Um, And so the guys are going there like, you're insane. Why are you riding your bike on a Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. from lower Manhattan to Midtown? But, you know, Michelle, she's a dedicated biker. And... Uh, so I said, sure, I'm not, I'm not going to leave you alone. So we bike. It was awful. 
I'm able to dock my city bike and get rid of it. And she's like chained her bike up outside of this place. Yeah. So we go have Korean barbecue, but really it just devolves to like shots and a lot of of them very, very quickly. Now, Um, is it hard liquor or is it like soju? It was probably soju, um, but we were doing like, you know, soju bombs or whatever, like just heavy, heavy, heavy drinking. And it was all paid for by our company with a lot of bros. Yeah, for sure. So then somebody suggests karaoke. Mm, Of um, course. And I will never say no to karaoke. Yeah. Um, It was amazing. So I said, yes, let's pop over to karaoke. The Koreatown in New York City is just amazing. It's epic. And like you can really just stay on the same block Mm -hmm. and go to a super cheap happy hour a Korean barbecue, yeah. then a karaoke. The food is so good. It was so good. It was so fun. People argue that, and actual Korean people that I know argue that the one in LA is better. I think the one in New York is better. I think the one in LA is obviously bigger. Like it spans yeah. a larger area. Mm-hmm. And there are probably, I don't really know, but maybe better food or better like yeah. sit down places. But if you're like wanting to get fucked up yeah. and have a fun night out, like yeah. Koreatown in New York it's is where it's at. Where it's at. So we karaoke, um, more shots, more drinks for sure. Um, And then at a certain point of the night, you know, people are starting to peel off and go home. um, And Michelle is very concerned about her bike. Yeah. Um, I don't remember all of this. It's fuzzy. But we are with our coworker, this guy, Nick. And Nick says, I live in Brooklyn, too. Why don't we just get an Uber? Michelle, you can throw the bike in the Uber and like we'll Uber to my place and then you guys can Uber home. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly how this went down, but he was unable to secure an Uber. Uh, so this is similar to your previous story. Uh, he just gave a guy a 20 and was like, take us across the Williamsburg bridge. (laughs) Like who's the guy? Oh, just like a random guy on the street. Was it a, like a, a white van? With like a van. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or like a like a minivan, not okay. like a like not a white, not a, not a murder van. van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't your your bakery man. Um, <laughs> that guy's just giving rides to people all over New yeah, York City. Yeah, exactly. And so we get in the quote unquote Uber, not an Uber at all. Get in the strange man's car. <laughs> yeah. I I don't remember a lot of this, but then I remember, and for whatever reason, I think this. I'm not the only one. When I'm in ubers or cars when i'm drunk like my body checks out it's like yeah. we're on the You're way like, i made somewhere. it i'm safe exactly yeah um so then we get to my coworker, uh former coworker nick's apartment building and this apartment building is actually a burned down building okay that- <laughs> <laughs> wasn't expecting that a fully burned down building okay and we're standing in front of this being like wait you live here <laughs> and he lived with another guy that we knew and he's like yeah like me and Dave like it's pretty sick and we're like like I don't like there were actually like barricades to the building because okay. it was condemned because <laughs> it had burned down were they squatting so they were squatting no come on I was kidding <laughs> I can't remember the details Stop. if they paid like a small amount of rent to somebody I, I could ask someone to like fact check it or maybe they were paying like a thousand dollars and so we and their apartment was on the <laughs> second floor Stop. so we get in this burned down building in brooklyn <laughs> and we're like guess we gotta climb up to the second floor oh and michelle's God. like got the bike and we're wasted and so we get to the, Are the second stairs intact no like, no no like it is it is clearly like a, a rickety that had burned down like oh my god but these guys had been living there for a while so they knew the strength of the stairs and everything and they're like <laughs> he's like just climb the stairs like you'll be cool 
Oh my God. So we climb the stairs and he opens a door to one of the most gorgeous apartments I've ever seen. Really? So the fire had like taken out, I don't know if it was the floor below or something and the stairwell and like Uh from the outside you could tell that there was a fire, but their place was like stunning. Hardwood floors, huge. Whoa. And of course you could tell that it was a building that wasn't well kept, but they made it really nice. It was like filled with plants. (laughs) It was huge. I can only imagine, oh and I God. wish I knew the address, to look up what the rent would be. And so we're like, cool. Like, this is this Sick. is cool. And so I think we turned on, like, fucking music videos or something, like the losers that we are, and probably had one more drink or, like, a beer. And then I fell asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning fully clothed with boots on, which is a comfortable <laughs> way go. to wake up. And I was Ready like, to run. Fuck, where am I? In case oh, the place right, starts right, burning right. again, you got your shoes yeah, on, you're in, ready to in, get out. In case I smell smoke, like yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Michelle's going to hop on the bike. Um, but I woke up and, and looked around and was like, phew, you know, like on the couch, fully clothed. I'm at my coworker's house. I totally remember where I am. Um, and then I look over and Michelle is just sleeping on the other end. So we're sitting there <laughs> sleeping and I'm kicking her like, Michelle, like, let's get out of here. It's yeah. a Saturday morning. Like, we got to go. We work with this guy. Like, we need to go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wake her up and we make our way down the burned steps. Um, her bike, the tire is like fucked. Like oh, it shit. is folded. It like, oh, it's no. maybe not fully folded, but like it, it is, does not go in a straight line. Okay. I don't remember at what point that happened, but I knew she shouldn't have been like out the and wheel, about the rim? that bike, the rim. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So then we have to call an Uber to drop us off and we lived close to each other. So like sharing an Uber was something we did a lot. But she tells me in the Uber that I passed out on the couch, which is something I do all the time. Yeah. I get comfortable and I'm immediately asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our coworker was like, you know, Michelle, you can uh, sleep in my bed. Oh, wow. And she's like, I'm OK. I'm going <laughs> to stay out here with Kina. Um, and that was that. And so to me, that was just like a very New York story. Yeah. We're city biking. We're in Brooklyn. <laughs> we're in Manhattan. We're doing karaoke. We're in a burned down building in Williamsburg. Only in fucking New York are I you know. going to a burned building and then inside it's like architectural digest. Yeah. And that to me is like one of the most wholesome nights. Like, yeah, I had a great time. The company paid for it. <laughs> Amazing. Nobody hooked up with anybody. Yeah. Sure, the bike had a little bit of damage. <laughs> sure, there was a burn building involved. Sure, I was in a burned down building. <laughs> but, but inside, it was wholesome. I was in five different neighborhoods that day. Yeah. I, I had a great Covering time. Covering the boroughs, man. Yeah. So that's <laughs> one of my more favorite New York stories. Amazing. Hilarious. Yeah, you can find some crazy uh, buildings in Brooklyn for sure. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful building. Yeah, one time I went to this like uh, somewhere in Brooklyn. It was this like couple, this these two sisters. They were socialites or something. It's just so random. Like it was through a friend. I went there, but they had all this taxidermy all over. And we all like wore different hats, like hunting hats, like old antique. It was just the coolest apartment I've ever seen in my life. Um, hunting hats, yeah, huh? Hunting taxidermy. Like there were old books. Clearly, these there's girls a vibe were, there. <laughs> these girls were clearly like Brooklyn artists. Um, so mine is an interesting one. Um, I lived in New York for 11 months, uh, when I was 24, 25, um, I 
did it hard 11 months and then I was like bye bye <laughs> I had enough like go. New York will beat you down um if it's 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 not for everybody I always think like um if I ever had money it would be nicer to yeah. live there like you know I was so cheap at the time obviously we've all heard the bread truck story <laughs> like I didn't take yeah. cabs it's just I lived there for three years and by no means was I broke I I was doing fine I do better now mm-hmm. um but I was broke when I lived there yeah because everything went to rent and going out yeah like, I was not saving a dime that's for sure yeah exactly and working in bars there it's like you know bars are closing yeah. at four yeah. uh, I can't tell you how many times I was walking home when the sun was coming up at like 6 a.m grab a bagel when they're hot out the you know water and out the oven which that's nice that is nice. a delicious fresh bagel um, but yeah, it was just exhausting. You know, then you're sleeping all day. You're going back to work. And yeah. It's uh, New York is such a drinking culture, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. I loved that, though, because I also love not driving. Not that I drive now. <laughs> yeah. um, but most of all of the offices I had just had like the local watering hole and the bar. Yeah. And so we would pop out like summer Fridays everybody's at the bar there's a bar every 10 feet you know it's like you stumble out the door there's a bar Um, you're not driving you can stumble onto the subway at any hour of the night because they run all night it's just a lovely situation you might end up one time I ended up on the subway with it was an okay never get into an empty subway car in New York right yeah you can yeah regale me with yours but I got onto an empty car I was like do 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 wow this is empty this is weird sit down what's that smell meth nope <laughs> I look over and a homeless man has just fully shit it like diarrhea yeah. shit himself um on the other end of the car and then you're stuck in until that car until yeah. the next stop so it's like you're holding your breath waiting to just get out of that shit bomb the worst before you go into your New York story my worst like late night public transit was actually when I lived in San Francisco. And after a certain time, I think it's 2 a.m., they stop running the Muni, like the actual subway, if you will. Yeah. Um, And it's just buses that do the above ground route. And Mm -hmm. so I was hanging at a particularly dicey place, which I have plenty of stories about for later. Yeah. Um, And I needed to go home. And I lived like very far away. And I would usually take the subway and maybe it takes me 20 minutes. Um, But the Muni had stopped running. So I'm like, I'm going to take the above ground bus. This is before Uber. Like, I was so poor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wasted, get on this bus at like four o'clock in the morning. and I thought, what is that smell? And I look and I just see two people like smoking crack oh. in, in the bus. <laughs> okay. And you know what? I stayed <laughs> because I had to get home. You're like, listen, and I can. Uh, I was not Maybe I'll free base a little bus. that off here. Yeah. So I don't know. I probably got high. Um, I smoke crack. <laughs> yeah. Crack. Um, and those are just the decisions I was making at 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. As you do. So at that time you know same age uh ish 24 25 in new york um i was if there was a height i joke that i'm an alcoholic now it's not true at all if there was a time when i could classify myself as pretty much an alcoholic it was the year i was living in new york it was also the height of um i'm not ashamed to admit i was bulimic for a long time so it's the height of the bulimia it's the height of the drinking 
I think there was a lot of electrolyte imbalance happening. You must have been real off. (laughs) Real dehydrated. Um, I think like there were times, if I have to describe it, where it just felt like my brain was just sloshing around in there. (laughs) Like It was. was, Yeah, (laughs) it definitely was. Um, So I definitely lost a lot of brain cells living in in Manhattan. Um, But at this time, I worked at a place. I had a few jobs there because this was like, I would lose a lot of jobs, obviously, like as we've spoken of. But when I was drinking this much, it's like, okay. Also, in New York, you can just be on to the next one. There are so yeah. many bars. It's like, yeah. if you don't like somewhere, just pop into another interview. Um, so I was working at a place called 235th. It was a rooftop bar, like club thing. It got okay. very busy at night. We called it, the staff called it 235th. <laughs> <laughs> because it would be so busy that like we use this like plastic glassware but at some point in the night it was rooftop yeah rooftop at some point in the night we inevitably ran out of the glassware and it's just bartenders are pulling glasses out of bus tubs that are dirty and just remaking drinks in them so if you if you ever think you're safe drinking out of public glassware you're probably not especially not at too dirty fifth I'm sure they're out of business now. I'm not sure. I don't know. It was a pop. We'll have to, yeah, okay. it's, it was a long time ago. We'll, this we'll was look it up. Probably 2011. We can. Hey, Ricky, is 235th still in business? All right. What's the verdict? Ricky says. Yeah. Still in business. Still in business. Yeah. Two thirty fifth. I'm out. actually looking at photos, and I think I've been there. Oh my god, you probably have. The other thing about this place was um, they had these red robes that almost look like they're hooded robes. Oh my god, I yeah. have been there, <laughs> and I was there. I I um I've I've been there. Yeah. So there it, because it's a rooftop. God, I have a crazy story about that place. <laughs> okay, okay. Bring it on after ahead. mine. Go on. Um, because it's a rooftop, it gets chilly in New York they have these red robes right yes another component of two dirty fifth people would wear these robes they never got washed that's exactly what I was thinking because my friend put one on and it was like starting to get chilly it was probably around again this time of year totally different situation than I was just talking about and I just looked at her and was like Jess you have no fucking clue who's yeah. worn those robes. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you who. People who bang on the rooftop at two dirty fifth. People are banging in those robes. Don't put Sick. them on. It's gross. Um, behind the scene, behind the curtains is not a pretty place to be at I two dirty fifth. I can't believe that they're still. I, I actually I, cannot I, well, believe I, they're still open. I can't believe that it's the same place that I've been to. But anyway, go on, go on. I'm now very <laughs> okay. invested in your story. Okay. So I was a cocktail waitress at two dirty fifth and I was very good at my job. Um, one thing about me is now when my brain was sloshing around my head, it could have been worse, but I talk to myself a lot. Okay. Like I think everybody does. Yeah, for sure. Full on conversations. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I live alone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have conversations with myself, conversations with other people if I'm planning a conversation with them later. Um, so I'm walking down to this break area that we have where we have all our lockers and stash our stuff. I don't remember what I was going to get, but I'm walking down the stairs. I get into the break room and there's a curtain. It's not like a door that closes. And I overhear one of my managers say he was over doing the creepy manager cliche thing, hanging at the hostess stand, hitting on one of the hostesses. And this was a manager that was not well-liked. He was like kind of just a little weaselly So it's okay when the well-liked ones hit on you? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it might be a little more bearable. Anyway, I overhear him say to the hostess, 
I'm in the break room. I overhear him say, do you ever think she's a little weird? <laughs> like she talks to herself like a lot. Okay. <laughs> and I'm in the break room. I hear this. And my blood, if you've ever heard the expression, your blood boils, like I've never felt it like I've felt in that instant. In this instant. Yeah. So I sit there for a second and I go, what am I going to do with this information? Yeah. And recently my little sister told me that I'm terrifying when I get angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> which, pretty scary. Yeah, which I like, I wear that as a badge of honor. Yeah. I mean, if you wrong me, like I'm going to come probably cut you. Yeah, I'll just start crying for sure. <laughs> like I don't do well with confrontation. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, th- I'm sitting here seething, my blood's boiling, and I just go... This place was already a nightmare, obviously, as yeah. you can tell. I just go, well, that's it for me. I go upstairs. I This was during probably happy hour, like the busiest fucking, yep. like, people are <clears throat> flagging me down. I had, like, they would over-assign us tables. So I had yep. tons of tables, tons of open tabs. And I graciously go upstairs, and I just start closing people's tabs. Hey, I got to close you out. Got to close you out. I could have walked out right then. Yeah, but at least you were closing out. Is it so you could get tipped out or just to at least close them out so they had to start with someone new? Yeah, just not to be an asshole. And I've never um, felt this powerful, too, because people were waving me down trying to get drinks. And I would just wave back at them. Hi, how you doing? Enjoying the view? Got to go close you out. Hope you enjoy that robe. Yeah, hope you enjoy that robe covered in jizz. I'm just going to close you out real quick. So I close out all my tabs. I start doing this. My other manager, who actually like comes over and goes, hey, what's going on? And I said, I'm closing all my tabs and I'm leaving. And so he started helping me and he goes, why? And I go, well, uh, I'll I'll call call Anthony. (laughs) Anthony was uh, talking shit about me and I overheard him and I'm out of here. And so he gets pissed, goes, confronts Anthony and Anthony comes up to me and goes, wait, what did you hear me say? And I was like, uh, we don't need to discuss it. I'm just closing these. I'm leaving. And Anthony's Sorry, like, I'm having a conversation with myself, Anthony. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Hold on hey, a hey, hold, hold on one sec. I just got to ask myself one quick question. Um, no, but he he goes, well, what did you hear me say? Did you hear me say that you're fat? What? <laughs> and I go, no, Anthony, but thank you. Now I have that information as well. Thanks a lot. What the fuck? And by the way, I was not fat at this time. I was literally vomiting every day. Okay. So anyway, dark. I go, no, no, no. Yeah, it got dark. Um, I go, no, no, no. Closing these out. You guys have a great day. And I am walking down the hall and Anthony is like following after me. And so is my other manager. I'm fuming. And I turn around to him and I go, hey, Anthony. I go, I may be a little weird and a little kooky and I said this I yelled this in front of like all these tables but at least people fucking like me (laughs) (laughs) and then I was due a last paycheck and I get halfway down the stairs I turn around I come back and I go like you said hey Anthony I was talking to myself and myself said hey did you forget your last paycheck and then I said yes I sure did thank you self can I have my last paycheck Anyway, that was my story of me quitting epically from Two Dirty Fifth. Then there's another piece to the story about how New York is such a small town. (laughs) Months later, I have chosen to quit a job or been fired. I can't remember. I am sitting in an open interview call. Um, If anyone doesn't know, a lot of times a new bar or restaurant will just do an open call for staff. So you go and you sit for like hours and hours potentially just to have like a 15 minute interview. So I'm in this open call 
waiting in the restaurant to interview. I'm reading a book. Someone comes up and says, oh, hey. And I look up. And who is it but Anthony? Anthony. <laughs> so clearly he was then looking for work as well. No, he was uh, he was opening the place. Oh, so he, he would have been one of the hiring managers. I close my book. I say, I guess I'm just going to get out of here <laughs> after waiting for an hour or more. I was like, this is a futile <laughs> situation. That I'm is, just going to go. Yeah. So Oof. New York is a small town. You might burn some bridges. You might go into a burned down house. You may. Yeah. <laughs> but that was my story about when I epically, like a mobster, quit a bar job. Well, um, I'll tell you my two dirty fifth story really quickly um, because I've definitely been and only after, you know, we did our fact check did I realize that I've been. Um, this was my last couple months of New York I want to say it was October Mm -hmm. um, and her friend Molly was in town for work and she was working at a company that I we used to all work together and by all I mean Molly myself and a group of our friends Mm -hmm. Um, and so when she was in town um, we haven't talked about Molly much but that's okay she lived in LA I lived in New York and so she said you have to come to the happy hour everybody's gonna be there Mm -hmm. Um, it's at two dirty (laughs) fifth okay I was like okay cool so it was on a Wednesday You guys night. go in some girls like angrily closing all her tabs. Yeah. <laughs> it was you. Um, no, I mean, this was in like 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so so I go and it's already a pain in the ass to get there from Brooklyn, to be quite honest. But like, of course, I'm going to go. So I go and um, also a work happy hour, but it was on my former company's tab. And I know everybody there. I used to work there. So I was like, sweet. Like, yeah. I'm just, just going to sneak in. Going to yeah. sneak in. Um, so I go, I see malls, I see a bunch of other people that I know that I used to work with. Um, it was the first week of October. Mm -hmm. So the timing lines up. One of the girls was really cold and was wearing one of those gnarly robes. (laughs) Um, but I see Molly from across the way and she was like on and off of sober or not. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know at the time because I hadn't seen her in a while, like which, Molly, am I getting yeah. tonight? Mm-hmm. Um, and from across the way, I see her waving a cigarette and going, I'm right here. <laughs> like, okay, so Molly's back on the booze. This is cool. Okay, okay. Um, but had such a fun night, like catching up with the old crew, um, uh, old people that I haven't seen in years that I worked with. And again, it was on this company's time. So yeah. I was like, sweet, awesome. Um, so Molly not only was on and off of like sobriety or not, but when she drinks, it's like zero to a hundred or like zero to a thousand. And so um, we all decide to take a round of shots and then leave and go to a restaurant nearby for dinner. Yeah. So we line up for a round of shots and like, I'm feeling it. I probably had three vodka sodas in this shot and I was late to the game. So like everybody else is on drink number six in a shot. So mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, they're, they're drunk. Um, so we take the shot and then Molly <laughs> grabs two bottles of beer and runs to the elevator and she goes, I'm leaving. Uh, I mean, she was probably on drink like number 12 at this point. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. She was slamming white wines. Um, which was a weird choice. And so then we get the manager who was like, you can't leave with glass. Uh-huh. So they're trying to take the glass from her. She won't give them the bottles. So they kick her out and she's like, I'm trying to leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to I kick me out. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but you can't take these bottles. Yeah. And um, ma'am, give us back that jizz robe. <laughs> <laughs> take off the robe, give us the beers. Um, and I was just like, 
please, like, please, please, please. I don't <laughs> like, I can't be a part of this. Um, somehow though he was, and I think it was because there was a big group of us that wasn't on her level. They were like, sir, it's going to be fine. Like, just let us leave. Like, it's just a beer. Like who cares? Um, and so he's like, fine. He was just so sick of us. He wanted us gone. It was a group of it, like 12 to 15 people. So like get this party out of here. They're causing too much. Um, because for sure people at other tables are looking, we're causing quite a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we leave and upon leaving Molly's like, yeah, I got the beer <laughs> and then turns and throws it in the street. <laughs> <laughs> All of that just to turn around and, and like smash toss, the yeah, beer bottle. Molotov but cocktail. she just didn't, she didn't care. You know, she did a yeah. little dance through that bottle. And yeah. Lit another it's cigarette. For, it's all for the triumph. Yeah. Yeah. Take that too, dirty fifth. Yeah. It stole a Heineken. Yeah. So after the broken bottle, we went to go to dinner. Um, I just wanted to sit down and like have some carbs. I was also like kind of vibing with a guy that was there. Um, and Molly, the hostess would not allow her to enter the restaurant. Um, yeah, yeah. Real turned up. And so the next day, um, I was texting with her and just asked like, so how'd your night end? And she said, well, (laughs) I woke up and I was sitting with a homeless man sharing a box of fried chicken. lucky that that is the worst thing that happened is that some nice man Shared decided to share his chicken with you because oh you probably needed it couldn't be more fucking new york than that yeah all right we're getting ready to taste test these pumpkin baked goods i made pumpkin cream cheese muffins the first pumpkin of the season let's go let's go mm. Moist. Mm-hmm. Got some nice. I love cream cheese. Baking spices. Who doesn't love cream cheese? I don't know. One time I ate an entire block of cream cheese after having a bottle or two of wine. One time. <laughs> you know, um, like kind of, I don't know if it's, I don't know how other people would describe this dip, but it's kind of, um, I'm trying to think of a word that isn't derogatory. Mm-hmm. Um just taking like a can of salsa yeah, and pouring yeah. it on top of the cream cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with a friend and we were really stoned. And I looked down and I said, where'd all the cream cheese go? And she said, Kina, you ate it. <laughs> so been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I ate the entire block of cream cheese, the kids that were staying in that, it was like a family getaway. They yeah. came and were like, you ate a whole block of cream cheese. I was being shamed by children. I was like, yeah, I did. It, it happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. This is the perfect ratio, though, of pumpkin and cream cheese. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So we're kicking off spooky season. More content for you guys. If you made it through this episode, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, follow the show. If you like it, leave us a five-star rating and a review. It would help us so much. Send us your emails to barfcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-R-F-F-Cast at gmail.com. Tell us your spooky stories and follow us on Instagram at barfcast. Yeah. And pour yourself a giant drink. We or love a you. pumpkin cupcake. You know, pour yourself a glass of wine and eat a pumpkin cupcake on the side. Let's go, baby. Perfect. Yeah. We love you and we will see, see you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.